Yo, this is Jaden Roberts audio podcast, and this is my first official podcast, and I'm so happy to be with you today. Let me start off with a little quick story. So, two or three days ago from now, whenever you're watching this, you might be watching this five years from now, six years from now, it's okay. It is okay. You know what I'm saying? So, um... Two or three days ago, I felt the Lord dropped in my spirit to do a podcast, but I waited on it. I wanted to pray on it some more, um, make sure it was him, you know what I'm saying? And um, I felt that green light in my spirit to make the announcement, which I did last night. And I'm going to start doing these um, episodes on here to encourage you and build up your faith. And I do Instagram lives. If you don't know me, my name is Jaden Roberts. And I started doing Instagram lives back in April of last year um, because I felt the Lord speak to me to do that. Um, And many people, they have busy lives, busy, busy lives. And I get why they don't watch Instagram lives because they got to go out and do some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Go to the grocery store, pick up the kids, whatever. You know, they're busy. So I was like, man, not many people are watching my lives. You know what I'm saying? So I started to pray on it. And um, I just felt the Lord say, continue to do it. You know, no matter if zero people are on or if um, 20 people are on, just continue to do it because you're, you're not doing it to please people. You're doing it to please me. So I was like, yes, sir, I'll continue to do it. And I love Spotify and Apple Podcasts so much because you can just work and listen to the word of God while you work, you know, and it's like (laughs) no better app than to do it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you know what I'm saying? So I'm happy to be your host today, and I'm so excited to do this because, man, it's been on my heart for a couple days, and I just waited to um, make the announcement on my Instagram, and I did, and I'm praying these bless you in Jesus' mighty name. So. My first episode, God already dropped this in my spirit. It's going to be called Having Intimacy with God. Having Intimacy with God. And I'm so happy, man. You don't know how excited I am to be with you. So, yeah, my message is called Intimacy with God. So, I'm going to start in James 4. James 4. I have a couple points here. Number one is called God wants to have a relationship with his children. God wants to have a relationship with you, whether you're a believer watching this or not. Well, if you're not, get saved. You know what I'm saying? Because that's he 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 sent his son to die on the cross so he can have a relationship with you. Think about that. He sent his son to die on the cross, to redeem us from sin so he can have a personal relationship with you. I'm not talking about a relationship on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whenever you go to church and that's the only time you read your Bible or that's the only time you pray, you know. No, I'm talking about a personal everyday life relationship and he wants to have that with you. And I'm going to discuss from the word of God that that is true. And God loves you, and he wants to talk to you. He wants to spend time with you, you know? 
It's like a friend, you know, who they want that person want to spend time with their friends all the time. You know, like when their friends hit them up, you want to hang out? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. And they do it together and they talk. They talk about things and they're very personal and, you know, they don't hide anything from each other. They just go all out. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're best friends. That's how it is with God. You know, he wants to be there for you. He wants you to be in his presence. Him, hear him speak to you. You speak to him, you know, like a conversation, you know? So that's, that's what he wants to do. So let's go to James 4. And my first point again, God wants to have a relationship with his children. And I, I, I titled it that because until people know that God wants to have a relationship with me, me, personal me, Jaden, me, whatever your name is, me, you know, then I'm going to just look at God as some, you know, guy in heaven that's, you know, mad at us. No, he's not. He's not mad. No, he, he loves you and he wants to have a personal relationship with his children. And I believe whoever's watching me right now, you are God's child. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are God's child. So James 4, verse 8. The Bible says, come close to God or draw draw close to God and God will draw close to you. Hear that again. Draw close to God and God will draw close to you. So let me tell you something. You make the first move, believer. Make the first move. No, God's waiting on you. Are, are you are you going to show him that I'm hungry for you, Lord? I'll press into you. I'll come to you first by reading my word. I'll come to you first by praying. I'll come to you first by, you know, talking with you. I'll come to you first by fasting. You know, show him that and then he'll come he'll come close to you. His presence will be right there. Because let me tell you, God never misses an appointment. When you set an appointment with God, he will always be there. But it's that person's own fault that they miss God because they set an appointment with God and then they just forget about it. Think about how that that makes God feel. It makes him feel like they set up appointment with me, but they don't they don't care. They don't care enough to show up to that to, to the secret place because God is in the secret place. When you get in the secret place. You know, you can hear fresh instruction from God. You can hear his voice, you know. So when you neglect the time in the secret place for other things, like watching YouTube or, you know, scrolling on Instagram or, you know, playing video games, like, turn all that mess off. Turn it off. Because some people, you know, to them that scrolling on Instagram or playing video games, that's become an idol in their life because they put it before God. Let me make a note of this. Anything that goes, that comes before God, that takes God's place in your life has become a God. True. True. Is that facts or at all? It, it's true. It's true. Anything that has taken God's place in your life and God should always be first in your life. Anything that's taking God's place as first place, that's become a God. 
Think about that. That is deep. That is deep. So that, that can mean food. That's for many people. Food has become an idol in their life. You know, social media has become an idol in people's lives. Um, playing video games, hanging out with friends, all that stuff. They prioritize that and they put it in front of God and they make that a God in their life. And the Bible says that is a sin. Always keep God first in your life. Don't let anything natural, you know, take the place of God in your life. Because let me tell you something. When you put God first, he'll always put you first. God will pit you wherever you put him. God will pitch you wherever you put him. If you if you don't care about God and you just, you know, oh, I'll pray whenever I feel like praying. First of all, you'll never pray because your flesh is never going to feel. First of all, why do Christians go by how they feel? That's the, that's the most stupidest thing to do, going by how you feel. Because your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will lie to you. Christians should not be going by how they feel. They should be going by what the Bible says. The Bible says pray, then pray. Your flesh is not going to want to feel like praying, but who cares? Make that flesh do what what the Spirit wants. Because the Bible says that the two, the flesh and the Spirit, are warring against each other. And they're opposite against each other. But you choose what side to go on. Do you want to go on the spirit side that wants to please God? Or do you want to go on the flesh that will never please God? And many Christians have gone with their flesh because simply they don't feel like doing something. Well, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like getting in the word. Your flesh is never going to feel like doing that stuff. Remember, your flesh will never please God or do the things that will please God. But the spirit always wants to please God. Always. Don't go by how you feel. Go by what the Bible says. That's for somebody. So come close to God. It's your job to come close to God. Show him that you really care. Think about in the natural. You set up an appointment with your friend to go somewhere to eat. And that friend's waiting on you because you already set it up. You promised you was going to be there at this certain time. I'm going to be here. You know, get the tables ready. You know, I'm going to be there. And then you don't go. You leave him out. You leave that friend, him or her, out to dry. They're by themselves. Like, man, somebody's supposed to beat me, but they didn't come. And they just left me. How do you think that made that person feel? How? 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 It's not right. It's not right to leave that person out. When you make an appointment with God, God will never miss an appointment. When you say, Lord, I'll draw close to you. I'll press into you like never before. Yeah, as you know, if you don't know who I am, again, my name is Jaden Roberts. You know, and you can, if you want to, follow me on Instagram and you'll get to know me more there. But my church is doing 21 days of fasting and prayer. We're we're coming to a close of it now. It's 19, day 19 of the fast. And that that 21 days, taking 21 days to take time and fast and pray, push away the plate and say, Lord, I'll get hungry for your word like never before. I won't become like these Christians who just, you know, post their food on their stories 
you know, and don't care about fasting and praying. No, I'll push away the plate and I'll press into your word like never before. And God, he, he searches for people like that. Who really, God is saying, who cares about me? Who really cares? Because to be honest, half of the people in the church today, that's just face it. They don't care. They don't care. They can give a rip. Am I lying? Half of the people in church today, they don't give two cares about God. They don't care. They lift up their hands in worship and say, I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. They sing that. And then they don't even, they don't even, they don't even show God that they want more of him. They don't, the last time they opened their Bible was two months ago. And then now they're wondering why they have problems. Yeah. Why am I having a hard time hearing God's voice? Well, maybe your Bible's closed. Start with that. Open up your Bible. Open up your Bible. It's not hard. All you got to do is take your Bible in your hand, right? And then, bam, you opened it. Some people don't have the hunger. That's that's lukewarm Christians today in the church. They're lukewarm. They're half in the world, and they're half in the church, and that will send them straight to hell. But I make up my mind, and hopefully you made up your mind, that I will never be me in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray this every day. Father, burn out every ounce of lukewarmness in my heart. And Father, let me be on fire for you. Father, dip my heart in a kerosene of your spirit and light my heart ablaze for you. That's what I pray. I don't want to ever be lukewarm. I don't want to ever be in the in, in the church and in the world, you know, worshiping Jesus on a Sunday. And then when you get to your car, you're playing all these worldly rappers. I don't get how people do that anyway. Just got freshly out of an anointed service and they're going in their car and they're playing worldly rappers, worldly secular artists. Filling their spirits up with that. I'm not going to fill my spirit up with garbage. Now they wonder why their lives are garbage because what you fill yourself up with will come out. If you fill yourself up with garbage, what's going to come out? Garbage. That's not going to be me. I want to fill myself up with the word of God on a continual basis. I wake up with the word of God. I go throughout my day with the word of God. I end my day with the word of God. And I continue on the next day. The next day. The next day. Because let me tell you something. Spiritual hunger is a lot different from natural hunger. When you hunger after natural things, and when you get the fill of it, you'll be satisfied. But on the spirit's end, when you, you know, feed on the word of God, you'll just get more hungry. You'll get more thirsty. You say, Lord, I want more of you. That's not enough. I'm like David. I'm like a deer that pants after water. I'm so thirsty. I'm so hungry for you. And I won't stop until I get more of you. God respects people like that. And he loves people like that. And he wants to show himself mightily on people like that. Amen. Number two, my goal is not to be long. I'm already 15 minutes in. That's not bad. But usually when I don't pay attention to the time, 
like last time on an Instagram live, I did a live and it didn't, it felt like 30 minutes. And then when I looked at it, it was 87 minutes. So I was like, okay, that's insane. That is insane. But time, time goes by when you're in the presence of the Lord. I'll tell you that. Point number two, when you're close with God, he will reveal hidden secrets about your future. Hidden secrets about what's to come. <laughs> That's a testimony about my life. I'll tell you a little something. A little something, something. A little something. So, 2020, I tell this story all the time. Many people are probably sick of me telling it, but I don't care. I could care less. <laughs> I love this podcast stuff. Um... So yeah, 2020, um, I was drawn close to God like never never before, long story short. And um, all of a sudden, I started hearing his voice. Like, because I was continuing in his presence, praying in the Holy Ghost every day, praying and fasting, reading his word. I'm talking about late at night, like five to six in the morning. And that's my, that's my schedule. Because of, of course, school was shut down. So we still have virtual school. So as soon as my school would be over, I would say around like 2.30, um, what do you think I did? Put on the word of God. Put on the word of God. Watch preaching, praying the Holy Ghost till 5 or 6 in the morning. Did it the next day. Did it the next day. That's all I did. That is all I did. That was my schedule. So, yeah, I did that. And then I heard his voice, and he called me into the ministry because I was that's that's what I was hungry for when you're when you're hungry and thirsty God will not leave you unsatisfied he'll fill you he'll give you what you're hungry and longing for that's what he that's what he wants to do but many people are not hungry many people let me just deal with this because many people are not hungry as they when they say that they're not hungry because they speak with their mouth but man, in their heart, they are not hungry for God. They're not hungry for a move of God. They're not hungry to be a part of it. And that's facts. Many people worship the Lord and say, man, I'm hungry for you. They say it with their mouth, but their hearts are not in it. It's just religion. Nobody wants stinking religion. No, I want the actual presence of the Lord. I want, I want to be like, Lord, I want more of you from your heart, from your spirit. That's what your spirit's longing for. I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you to shake this generation. I want to be a part of the mightiest move of God. You know, so that was my heart's cry. And that is my heart's cry. And that will continue to be my heart's cry until I die or until Jesus comes again. So um, I heard his voice and said, First of all, I'm calling you to a Bible school in Tampa, Florida, um, River Bible Institute. And I was like, uh-huh. Um, I'm going to need some. There's no way. And after like three three times he spoke to me, I said, yes, sir, Lord, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And then after that, he spoke to me because God speaks out of his word. Why do you think people are struggling to hear the voice of the Lord? They're not. They're not even getting in his word. You're not spending time with when you get in the word, you're spending time with God. You're spending time with him. 
So he spoke to me out of Ephesians 4.11 when Paul was naming all the ministry gifts, fivefold ministry. And when I read the evangelist part, it hit my spirit. And I was like, I didn't know what it was. So I just continued. And it got to the point, every time I said the word evangelist out of my mouth, it would hit my spirit hard. Like a ton of bricks. Boom, boom, boom. Evangelist, evangelist. It was like a green light. Boom, 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 boom. So I was like, oh, man. Okay. So I got this book by Lester Summer, all the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. And he gives in detail what each ministry gift is and describes it. So I got to the evangelist part and I started weeping, uncontrollably weeping. And I felt the presence of the Lord. That was all on a Saturday. And when I woke up on Sunday morning, I heard the voice of the Lord say, I'm calling you to be an evangelist. And I was like, huh, yes, sir. I, I, I receive it. I receive it. That's what I'm talking about when you draw close to God. And He, y'all are so close that he can just speak to you. Speak to you by hidden things that you don't know. Let's go to Jeremiah 33, 3. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. This is what it says. Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Let me read that again. Ask me. That's all he's wanting, man. Ask. Bible says you ask not. That's why you don't have any. That's why you don't have anything. Ask. Ask him. You know God's waiting for people, his children to ask him. Ask him. Don't, don't be scared. No, the Bible says we should come boldly before the throne of grace. Make our request known. Make our request known. And believe that we receive them when we ask. And ask in faith, not doubting or wavering. Ask in faith. Lord, what are you, what are you calling me to do here? What, are, what do you want? What, are, what is your plan for my life? What do you want me to do? And he'll speak to you. Ask him. Don't be scared to ask him. He is your heavenly father. He won't hold back anything from you. Let me tell you, the Bible says if he didn't hold back his one and only son, how, how much of the other things he won't hold back from you? You know, he'll tell you, he'll tell you your purpose. He won't hold back anything from you. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you don't, you don't know about things to come. Future events. Things that you should watch out for. He'll speak to you. Let me give an example. Your friends are asking you to come to a party at their house, someone's house. And you go to you go to speak, but you feel in your spirit the Lord telling you don't go there. Cuz here's what will happen. A shooter will come and then shoot everybody up. Everybody will die in that party. Don't go. Don't go to that thing. You hear them. Don't go. So you say, okay, I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna go. I'll, I'll, I'll stay this one out. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can go. I'm not going. 
I'm not going. And then you know, and then you get the news that man, it's not good. Your friends, they all, they they all got killed. God preserved your life, all because you you heard him, and you you're so close to God that He speaks to you about the secret things that you don't even know about, and He'll warn you about things to come. He'll show you visions, dreams. That's what he that's what he promised. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. They're going to he's he's going to show you something. He's going to show you things. I'll let you know. I I never told this story to anybody. And and on live, but I had a dream and this was before I was even, you know, hungry for God, but I, I had a dream that I was at my church and I had a, I'll tell you exactly what I wore. I wore a gray shirt, dress pants with a mic in my hand, with the Bible in my, under my arm. And I was sweating and I was right next to one of those cameras. Um, I would say on the left side. That's where the camera's at in my church, on the left side. And I had a dream that I had a mic in my hand. I was preaching. I was sweating. I was preaching. And I woke up. I was like, what was that about? And that stuck with me. And I will continue to stick with me for the rest of my life. Gee, Jaden, maybe that was a hint that God was calling you to preach. But I didn't know it then. I did not know it then. So I was like, man, if you're if you like draw close to God and he'll he'll draw close to you. And he'll warn you about things to come and he'll and he'll tell you things that you don't even know about. Another example for is this uh confirmation about what God spoke to me to, to go to Bible college and I I have confirmation on that too. My grandma, I was over at her house and it, my grandma, man, she's like, she's awesome. Like she, she is, a, she is a woman of God. I love my grandma very much. She, she is a powerful woman of God. I'll tell you. Um, one of my mentors in my life, for real. Um, so she had a dream about me and she said, Jaden, I had a dream about you that you were older than you are now about 18, 19, and she said she was telling me where to go to my flight, and you was flying somewhere, and that was it, and I was like, oh, there, that's the confirmation, because God's called me to Florida, Tampa, Florida, and with that, with her dream, it lines up with what I had in my spirit, and it just connected. She saw me going somewhere. She didn't know where it was, but I knew I was going to Florida, and she saw I was older, Bible college age, 18, 19, flying there. And she, t she was telling me where to sit and where to go. I was like, oh, man, that's confirmation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He'll reveal your secrets that you don't even know. He wants to do that for you. Whoever you are, he wants to do that for you. But you have to make a decision that you'll press in. 
Will you press in? Will you will you let God speak to you? Will you press into his presence like never before? And I'm not talking about saying, oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And you're not really hungry. I prayed this prayer. I said, may that never be me in Jesus' name. I want to give me such a hunger for your word. Give me such a hunger for your presence. That's what I want to be. I don't want to be some dead Christian, some dead preacher. No, I want to have the power of God. I want when I speak, the presence of the, the anointing will hit the place. People will begin to get smacked by the Holy Ghost. The, the, the move of God will begin to happen. I don't want to have anything in my life hindering me from the anointing. That's why I quote this every day. What David said in Psalm 139. Point out in me whatever that offends you and burn, and I'll get rid of it. Burn it up by the Holy Ghost. I don't want anything between me and you. That's what it says. Point out in, anything in me that offends you. Point it out. Point it out. Put your finger on it. Say, this got to go. That was with me. Video games. This bad, 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 bad game called GTA. I was playing that game almost every day. It's like, you might think I'm crazy, but I was a heavy gamer back in the day. Um, I don't really play video games like that anymore. But um, I used to stay up to 9 in the morning playing video games. This was in the summertime. I was like, man, I was playing GTA, playing 2K. You already know, doing my thing. Um, and then the Lord was like, delete that game. I was like, are you, all right, cool. It's a bad game anyway. Nobody should be playing that game. That game is very, very bad. Very, very bad. And he gave me another instruction. Because I, I had a very, very close friend. Very, very close friend. He we knew each other for six years. He like he is my he he was my homie. We used to play video games together, go play basketball together, you know, hang out together always. And it got to a point when I started getting that that hunger for God. He spoke to me and said, "Break ties with them," because it's not like I tried. I didn't. I tried to witness to him, but hey, some people just don't listen. You know, I was like Noah, like warning the people, like, you know, and I wasn't forcing them by any means. I was just like, man, you know, because I love them and I don't want to see them go to hell, but it's not on me if I sent the invitation and he rejected it. So I was like, hey, you know, you know, Jesus loves you and has a plan for you. And he was like, yeah, I know that. I know that. Saying it in a prideful way. Um. And I was like, man, listen, Jesus loves you for real. And he died for you. And he wants you to accept him and into your life. And he wasn't hearing any of that. He was like, hey, man, I was, I was baptized. But I was like, being baptized, that's not going to get you anywhere. No, accepting Jesus Christ is the only way to get you into heaven. And he wasn't hearing that. 
So I was like, hey, man. And that was the last time I spoke to him. I said, hey, I tried, but I, I can't do anything. So I just left. And I and I broke ties. I broke ties with him after that. I was like, hey, man. And he was a he was bad influence, bad, bad influence me in the in the wrong way. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna just listen to the voice of the Lord and break ties with them. And I had, I'm talking about I'm not talking about like people friends I know at church. Even like with my friends at church, like we're 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 like very close now. But back then, like we we were close, but like. I would say, like, not on a talking daily basis. So I was like, I had no friends. Just like, I was just in the room by myself praying, doing my thing. And I was like, Lord, send some people into my life that are anointed and that are believers. And as a result of me bringing, you know, obeying the voice of the Lord, he brought Holy Ghost friends into my life. And I praise God for that. You know, that's that's a result of drawing close to God. He'll tell you things that you don't even know. He'll tell you things. But it's up to that it's up to that Christian to, you know, have their spirit in tune to the voice of God. Cause many I'm gonna just be honest, many people's conscience is seared. Seared. Because they sin. And they hear the Holy Spirit talking to them. They hear their, they hear the Spirit talking to them. Like, you know you shouldn't be watching this. You know you shouldn't be doing this. You know you shouldn't be at this place alone. You you know you shouldn't, you know. And then they sear up their conscience and they grieve the Holy Ghost. That's one of the things you should not do. Grieve the Holy Ghost. You know? So I was like, man, I'm going to just obey your voice. And I did it. And as a result, I God brought in Holy Ghost friends into my life, you know. So always hear the, always obey, and hear the voice of the Lord, you know, because it'll be it'll save you a lot of time. Um. So yeah. Point number three. Now this is gonna get deep for some people, and take it past the fake phoniness crap. No, where this is going to prick where your heart is. Does Jesus know you? Now, you might ask me, Jaden, of course he knows me. Of course God knows me. He made me. I'm not talking about that, no. I'm not talking about that. No, I'm talking about does he know you? Does he know you? Does he know you? Let me ask you that one more time. Does he know you? Let's go to Philippians. Let's talk. That's this is what Paul said about knowing, knowing him. Not just merely knowing him. No, I'm talking about a relationship. Know him. Know him. Philippians 3, 7 through 8. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when I, when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. What does he say by knowing? He's talking about an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. 
I'm not talking about that no, that people just, you know, I'm hungry for you and then don't even hang out with them. I'm talking about that personal, intimate relationship. I'm talking about uh, a best friend and a best friend, a brother and a brother, a sister and a sister. And here's the deep thing. And I searched it up in the Greek, no. And it's talking about sexual intimacy between a, a male and a female. That intimacy. Like they're close like that. That's what I'm talking about. That no, that I know him. He knows me. I want to grow. We we. I want to grow to know him more and more. That's what Paul said. Forget everything else I learned. Paul said, "It's garbage." No, compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ, that is garbage. That is pure crap. No, I want to know Christ more and more and more fully. Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Because many people, let me go to this verse, Matthew 7. Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I'll reply, I never knew you. What does he mean by new again? Get away from me who break God's laws. Mm. What does he mean by new? He's talking about, did I have a relationship with you? That's exactly what he's talking about. Did I have a relationship with you? Because you can know somebody, say you meet like in high school. You don't know a person, but you know them because you see them every day. You don't you don't have a relationship with that person, but you know them. You know their name, but do you spend time with them? No, but you know them, though. That's that many Christians have that no. Hopefully this is making sense. Many people have that no. Like, yeah, I know about I know about Jesus. I know about him. But do you spend time with him? No, Jesus wants to get past that no stage. No, he wants to have an intimate relationship. And many people, they're going to stand in front of Jesus on that day and say, like, I knew you, Lord. But Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me. And many people are going to be like, what do you mean? I went to church on Sunday. I even prayed. I even, you know, prayed. Lord, thank you for this food. Amen. I even prayed. What do you mean you don't know me? I don't. I never knew you. Depart from me. Depart from me. And many people are going to be like, why? Because he said, I never had a relationship with you. I never knew you. I never knew you. Depart from me. Mm. Wow. Depart from me. I don't know about you, but I want to, I'm like Paul. Forget all that I know. Forget the garbage of this world. This world's going to hell anyways. Who cares? Who gives a rip? No, I want to grow more and more to be like Christ. I want to know him more and more. I want to grow every day in my intimacy with him. 
Hallelujah. I want to I want to grow so close to him that even when I'm washing dishes, I'll feel his presence. Even when I'm, you know, doing other things in my life, going about my day, I'll feel the presence of God going with me everywhere I go. You carry him. He and you, you and him. You guys are united. Many Christians don't understand that. That you can talk to him. And it's not like, oh, well, he doesn't understand. Well, guess what? Jesus said he, he the Bible says he's been through everything you've been through. The same temptations we face, he beat them all. Hallelujah. He beat them all. He beat them all. Paul said, I count everything else as garbage compared to the infinite value. It's infinite. No money can buy what I want. No money can buy the anointing. No money can buy the presence of Jesus. No money can buy the relationship with Jesus. Forget the money. If somebody asks me right now, would you rather have a huge amount of money, billions of dollars, billions of dollars, and be a billionaire or be a Christian and carry the presence of the Lord and grow and and go close with Jesus? I'll choose Jesus all day, every day, all day, every day. Oh, yeah. Christians don't want to talk about that because it gets to where their heart is. I'll take I'll take Jesus any day of the week. Carrying the presence of God. It, it, money can't buy the anointing. You can't buy the power of God. You you humble yourself and say, "Lord, I need your power." Pray and fast. I need your power. I need your power in my life. I want to carry you everywhere I go. And you can tell that some preachers do that that I know. My friend slash mentor Preston Shuttlesworth um, carries the presence of the Lord. I I can feel the heat of it. It it's 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 insane. You can tell he has a close intimacy with God because, like. Peter and John before the high council. The high council knew that they were stupid and they was not intelligent in any of the laws or any of that stuff, but they were close with Jesus. They can tell they've been with Jesus because when you've been when you have Jesus and you spend time with Jesus, his presence rubs off on you. And you carry him everywhere you go. And you can feel it on people. I felt it on my, my on my on my friend Preston Shuttlesworth while we was at that um, Elizabeth City camp meeting, and I was just talking to him, and I could feel the heat of the presence of the Lord off of him. It was it was amazing. I was like, my gosh, man, 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 this is this is what I'm talking about here. That's what I want to have. 
I always keep people in my life that I look up to. I look up to Preston Shuttlesworth. I love him very much. I look up to my mentor, Jalen. I look up to my pastor. I look up to my, my pastors. You know? And they carry the presence of the Lord. I was talking, me and me and um, my mentor, Jalen, we was in the car. And I'm talking like you know him, but, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see him, hopefully. But many people, I, I, I pray, know that's going to watch this. They know who Jalen is. Me and him was, hang, was hanging out, and we was in the car, and I felt the presence of God. We was eating at a barbecue restaurant. We was eating at a barbecue restaurant, and I was like, I can feel the presence of the Lord all in this thing. I was eating my beef ribs, and I was just feeling the presence of God. I was like, my gosh, this is this is awesome. And receiving wisdom from him. Does Jesus know who you are? And number four. I'm closing with this because I don't want to be long. Get your own relationship with God. And I'm not I'm not talking about depending on your parents. You know, they know God, so I know God. That's not how it works. God wants to know you personally. And I'm going to end with this last verse, and I'm going to pray for you guys. Let's go to Psalm 27, verse 8. Psalm 27, verse 8. This is David. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. <clears throat> Simple verse like that says, the Lord wants to talk. He, he wants to have a relationship with you personally. Not your, who, man, you need to stop depending on others for your faith. Oh, well. Since they're, they're a believer, it's going to rub off on me. That's not how it works. God wants you. God wants you. He wants to have a relationship with you. If that worked, tell me why in the Old Testament, God said to get a lamb for each household. They were not together. No, get a lamb for your household. Your, you, you, you. You get one. You're not responsible for everybody else. They're not responsible for you. No. You got. You have to build your relationship with Jesus. Did you read your Bible today? No, they should not be doing that. Did you pray today? Did you spend time with God today? They should not. Be, no, you should make a discipline and do that. Do that. The reason why I say discipline is because your flesh doesn't want to do it. But you train yourself to do it. Paul said to Timothy, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. Train yourself to be godly. He wants to have a relationship with you.
And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I'm telling you, that will be the best decision you ever made in your entire life. Choose him over this rotten, corrupted world before he comes. Because the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, that he's not really being slow by his promise to return, as some people think. No, but he's waiting for everybody to repent because he doesn't want anybody to perish. He's waiting for you to repent. And I, and I don't believe God hasn't, has told me to start this podcast for no reason. No, he wants to reach people through this. He loves you. He died for you. He died for you. How much love is that? He gave up his life for you so you can have life. He died so you can have eternal life. Say this prayer after me. He loves you very much. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose for me. And I believe you're coming back again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Where I'm weak, make me strong. Sin's power is broken over my life, and I'm a child of God. I'm on my way to heaven, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are recreated, you are on your way to heaven, and you are a child of God. So I want to thank you for joining me on Jaden Roberts' audio podcast. It was awesome to be your host. And I'm going to continue to make these because it's fun and I love it. And if you haven't followed me on Instagram, do so. JSRoberts underscore nine. I, I do Instagram lives. I preach up there. And I believe you'll like my content up there. But if you enjoyed this, go follow me up there. And I love you. Jesus loves you. And have a blessed night or day whenever you're watching this. Be blessed.